Attention, Black Friday shoppers. Check out our savings on the newest episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. For a limited time, you can get the newest episode for the low, low price of free. Act now and you'll also get all future episodes for free. Stomp all over your fellow human beings just to make Christmas extra special. This offer is limited. Early bird special starts starts now and expires never. Attention, planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer everybody and welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Hi. I am your host, Insane Mike. And for this episode, we are going to do a commentary of one of the greatest movies ever, Return of the Living Dead. Ever. Ever. <laughs> yes. It's true. May this be the best part of your Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys survive Black Friday, or you're listening to the podcast while shopping, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> God knows you don't want to hear the language that's going on outside of the headphones while you're in the store. Okay, and it's a uh, it's a dreary, rainy November day. I'm in my sweatpants and my Night of the Demons T-shirt. It's a perfect time for settling, cozying up and watching some movies. So, Jason, what are you wearing? Uh, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> we're supposed to wear stuff. <laughs> I'm in the basement, huh? You're lucky if you have you have pants on. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> this is uh, awkward. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are we talking about what we're wearing, Mike? Are, are you lonely? And not talking about what Terry's wearing, not me. Hey, Why me? Hey. I'm, not, I'm not commenting on this. <laughs> well, I was leading up to it, but you ruined my joke, so. All right, that's fine. That was a joke? That was like the most awkward thing you've ever done. That is creepy, Mike. Just wait, you, wait till I've gotten to Terry, and then you would have thought it was the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> but you blew it. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. So, let's introduce everybody to the podcast crew. In our lingerie department, he doesn't work in that department, he just likes to try them on. John Sullivan, everybody. That's John. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> and by the way, I'm wearing nothing but a smile. Oh. <laughs> he didn't ask you, John. Why are you telling oh. people that? <laughs> I just felt, I guess I felt like everybody ought to know that. I just wanted to share. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it to myself next time. <laughs> also, shoppers, don't produce free gift wrapping. In our gift wrapping department, armed with newspaper and duct tape, Dustin Neal. Ah, that's pretty much how I wrap, so. <laughs> you got that right on. What's up, everybody? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In the checkout lane, armed with mace and a stack of coupons for tube socks and Vaseline, Jason Bollinger. Heyo! <laughs> Hi, party people. And last, but certainly not least, if you have any complaints, head over to the customer service counter, where this employee will tell you to fuck off. Terry <laughs> Turford. <laughs> that is spot on. I, I, don't, I, I don't like people, so... 
I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. All right, awesome. So, really, before we, we're going to do something a little different, um, we're, before we actually start the commentary, we start the movie, we're going to do shout outs. Uh, it's the only segment we're going to do for this episode since it is a commentary episode. But we um, asked people on Facebook, asked our listeners to come up with some ideas uh, for what to do for a commentary episode. So Return of the Living Dead came out of that, but I thought it would be nice if we gave shout-outs to uh, everyone else that suggested some films. So it's time for Jason and the segment Shout-outs. It's time for... Shout-outs! Okay, so we had uh, Lori Bearhow said Deadly Friend. That would have been fun. Yeah. Duncan Wilkins said Brain Dead. Duncan Wilkins said, Oops, sorry, U.S. pals. Dead Alive. Yay! <laughs> that might be coming up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, who knows? Hmm. Uh, Brian Angel says Jaws. I think it was on the hate episode that someone suggested doing a whole show dedicated to just Jaws. And then Lisa Norvell Owen says, I kind of love the Jaws idea. What, what are your thoughts about doing Jaws, Mike? Well, my concern with doing Jaws is, first of all, um, we already do extremely long episodes anyway, and Jaws is, what, like two hours long? So... Uh, it would be a l really long episode, but more importantly, I feel like at this point, what else can we really say about Jaws? The movie's awesome; we all love it. Um, how much? I, can, I just worry it wouldn't be a very good commentary because the movies we pick are movies that are awesome and we love and we can speak to. But at the same time, we know that there's a little bit of you know where we can poke some fun at it as well. And I don't really think I could maybe poke fun at Jaws too much, so I yeah, just don't think it'd be a very good it. episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would. There's already 47 documentaries about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, we have Jack Christian Sensei. Have you guys done Return of the Living Dead? Oh snap! Might have had a winner. We are now. Yeah, winner, Jack. winner. Jack wins this one. And then um, Lisa Norvell Owens again says, Rocky Horror Picture Show? LOL. <laughs> um, we asked a couple times. Uh, Matt Pike says, Alien? It could be fun. It could be a but good one. Yeah. It's awfully serious. Uh, yeah. Brian Angel says, Alien is a great suggestion. Others would be Ghostbusters. Suspiria, Dawn of the Dead, 78, Creepshow, and I already mentioned Jaws. <laughs> and Jack Christensen says, you can make it a Christmas episode, do Cadaver Christmas, Gremlins, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Black Christmas, either one, or Christmas Evil, but not if you bastards are just going to make fun of it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Us make fun of stuff? Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> All great suggestions, everybody. Thanks for um, helping us out and, yep. and helping us pick movies to do for commentaries. 
So all great suggestions. Who knows what might happen down the road. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to do this? Yeah, yeah I got my coupons ready. <laughs> I, uh, cut them out last night. And your tube sots and Vaseline? Nobody, okay. no, yes. <laughs> okay, so everybody out there listening, what we've done is we're all queued up. Did you to tell them what movie? I thought I did at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. I don't really listen to you. But we better yes. say it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> just for pleasure. so for this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast, we're doing a commentary episode for one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> of all time? <laughs> Ever. The 1985 classic MGM release directed by Dan O'Bannon. Screenplay by Dan O'Bannon. Story loosely, 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 loosely by John Russo. Return of the Living Dead. Still didn't think I was going to say a name, did you? You paused there quite a bit. That whole time I realized, well, to click on listening to this episode, they'd have to see the title of the show and then they'd know. Oh, so all that was for nothing. No, I love hearing you say all that (laughs) junk that you're just going to say again during the commentary. (laughs) <laughs> I've got my book out, The Complete History of Return of the Living Dead. I have it right here, ready to go for reference. There's oh, a lot that of great... just reminded me of something in per- that's pertinent. Okay. There was, uh, at the library, we got like this new zombie, or it was like a, some sort of monster dictionary or something, or... Something. Oh, yeah? I don't know. But I looked up something about <laughs> zombies, and it did. It, co- it said that uh, brains wasn't said until Return of the Living Dead in it, so we got that right. Hmm, yeah. Mm, finally yeah. listen to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody. That's right. About damn time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. So we have the movie queued up directly after uh, the MGM logo, right before it has the text on the screen explaining that this is based on true events. So, um, if you pause have it, on the black. Yeah. Pa- yeah, have it paused on the black, and it's it's quick. It's like a you know a frame or two of black before it goes into that text. So if you have the the DVD of it, uh, it's like nine seconds in. Um, but yeah, right on the black is where you <laughs> need to be. So do that now. We'll wait. Oh wait, they probably could just pause, right? Oh yeah, let them do mm-hmm. that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you guys ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Fingers on the button. Three, two, one, play. The events portrayed in this film are true. The names are real. Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) You fucked me up. First joke right off the bat, name of the medical supply warehouse is You Need a Medical Supply? Yes. You think I wrote this movie? You would think. (laughs) And we're already watching it, not talking. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> I think I watched this like three times at Halloween of Palooza, but I'll, <laughs> I'll still watch it again. I like it. This I don't own this movie, and I got it on my uh, Amazon list. I need to get this in my possession. Christmas present notes, he just said, guys. <laughs> I think it's even on Blu-ray now, I think. Yep. Is it? Yeah. 
Yep, yep. I assume that's what Terry's watching it on. Just yeah. kidding. What? Yeah. Uh, 2A. Come oh. <laughs> over here to the A section. That's A for adults. See? Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Male and the F for female. Good boy. Okay. So we're looking at James Karen, Tom Matthews. I love I, I love all the actors in this movie, but I like I'm jealous of Jason because he got to go when he went to Chicago. They had the uh, the Return of Living Dead panel panel reunion. It was the reunion. Everybody wasn't it like the last uh, live appearance of James Karen, right? Yep. Yep, so, it was a hell of a line to stand in, but he he made it worth it when we got to him. I mean, it was awesome. an hour or two, and yeah, he took time with us and took lots of pictures, and it was great. And I mean, obviously, that's why it took so long, but it was also worth it once we got to him. He was such a such a sweet, awesome dude. He's always a guy I've ever, I've always wanted to meet and or work with, uh, and I've I've loved him in everything I've ever seen him in. Um, such a such a unique standout kind of character actor, and then Tom Matthews gotta love him, you know. He doesn't have a ton of credits, but yeah, also you know, played uh, Tommy Jarvis in Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. It's like combining two of your favorite things ever. It's true. Yeah, I got to meet him too. He was super cool. Uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then Don Kalfa is another another actor I've always really liked. Um, anybody seen Weekend at Bernie's? Yes. Yeah, yeah he's in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was talking to Jason about this movie, and... You know, and I, I just love this movie so much. I mean, obviously, I remember watching for the first time when I was a teenager, first really starting to get into horror movies and stuff. And like this movie freaked me the f out. Like I, it just I found it so scary that you know this is the first zombie movie I ever saw that you know they moved fast, they were intelligent, and you know they were strong. And you couldn't kill them by just shooting them in the head. You know, you chop off body parts, and the body parts keep coming after you. And I find that extremely creepy. And then, you know, spoiler alert, the very dark, dark ending to the movie. Um, this movie just creeped me out, but I just instantly fell in love with it. Um, but I didn't catch all the humor first time. Now realizing today that this movie is far more comedy than horror... Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, when I watched this, I watched it at a very young age, and I, I was stupid enough to get caught up at that, that paragraph at the beginning to be like, oh, shit, this, is, this happened? This is real? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I, I kind of, yeah, I was, I was scared of it when I watched it the very first time. Sucker. <laughs> I just found the, the zombies in this movie just far more brutal and vicious than any zombie movie I had seen up to that point, you know? But. Was it not the first one that they were not slow moving? 
I think so, really. I mean, it's always been slow-moving zombies, really, up to this point, which, you know, kind of pisses me off with modern-day zombie films. People claim, you know, the Dawn of the Dead or 28 Days Later as being the first movies of fast zombies, but they run in this movie all the way. You know, they run and the jump. Dance, and they, oh. they, yeah, and, that, and that's... I, I, I don't hear that claim often made, but that's that's fine. But like I think those movies, if if anything, maybe reinvented their running zombie. I mean, because those are pretty brutal, don't you think? I mean, like the Twenty Eight Days Later. Uh, let's not even, let's let's ignore Twenty Days Later because those aren't zombies. But like <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. I mean, well, I think what makes what would what makes those unique in their own terms is that those zombies, being fast moving zombies, are far more animalistic. They're they're mm. like like just ravid wild animals. And here the zombies mm. talk and stuff and they're yeah. they're essentially humans that just want to eat your brains and they're just they just happen to be dead. You know, they, there's really nothing you know, they still like they can speak, they can, you know, dress up like policemen, all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like in, in the Dawn of the Dead remake they like growl and snarl and they're like uh, they're they're more of like a vicious animal, so Yes, yes. That's where I think they're that, and and what has followed since then. There's been a lot of movies that have done that angle. That's good. So. good. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to hear because we we talk we've talked a lot about how this is the first running zombie, but we really don't make too many comparisons on on you know the differences between them. And and you're right, the the animalistic thing there with the uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead compared to this one. There's you know oh god the phone. I'm sorry that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm scared. I want to know where like the half chickens are. Do you see that poster? Yeah. <laughs> half chickens running around. They get the half dogs. They do. But not the skeletons. Yeah. So, oh, so we missed the whole exposition of like <laughs> of the whole uh, Nihiling Dead thing. So this this movie um, was based off of a book written by John Russo, one of the original writers and producers of the original Night Living Dead. And there was kind of like a handshake agreement between all the Night Living Dead guys is that they can all go off and kind of do their own sequels to the film. So Russo wrote this book that was literally a direct sequel to the original Night Living Dead. It still took place in Evan City. Pretty much took place directly after the event. So it's still kind of late 60s, early 70s. Um, no punk rockers, none of that stuff. Um, you know, mm -hmm. redneck, rednecks in the field, all that kind of thing. So, um, so when it finally came time to do the movie and the rights were bought of the book, um, and when Dan O'Bannon came on board to do it, and originally... Uh, Toby Hooper was supposed to direct this movie, and for whatever reason, he left the project. I don't, I, I don't know why, but uh, I love how he uses paper towels there to clean the glass <laughs> off. Yeah. He doesn't rip any paper towels off. He just uses the whole freaking roll. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> so when Dan O'Bannon like wrote the wrote the screenplay for this, he like threw the base window. 
because he didn't want to, it was all out of respect to George, and he didn't want to step on George's toes, because he knew, you know, George had Dawn of the Dead, and was busy working on his third film, Day of the Dead. So, um, so, Dan O'Bannon came up with this instead, but, to still have the nod, the Night of Living Dead in there, almost kind of makes it its own That's so sequel. cool, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're such, they're so different. They're so. Nick Quigley, woo! <laughs> Man, I met all those people. <laughs> oh, sorry. Rub it in. Sorry. But, like, yes, this is not a sequel, but, like, and it's such a different movie, it's like it really always felt like completely different universes, different films. Yeah. But it was, like, so fucking cool to have that Night of Living Dead stuff in there, like, bridge the gap. I don't know. It was just such a neat thing. I always thought that was really cool. And you know what else is cool is that this building has the best ventilation system ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lucky if, like, heat gets up to my upstairs house. (laughs) So I can I can store my um, um, two four six trioxin in your basement and it'd be okay. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, we'd all be okay. <laughs> yeah, be Dust- the best place for it. <laughs> Dustin, be safe. <laughs> We're fine. Dan O'Bannon. I was always bummed that Dan O'Bannon didn't direct more. He only I think he only did maybe like two three films as a director. So I think this movie's solid. You just said in the intro that it's not solid. Oh, there's holes in this movie by Wait, far. But then that's not solid. Why but do the you? Thing is, <laughs> but the thing is, it's comedies. You can't get hung up on those things. Like for example, you hey, could, comedies don't have to be good. So here's what. Um, whatever. Whatever. It's a satire. And <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Did you say zomedy? At first, who said zombie? I think it's you. Him breaking up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It's like you said, zombie. Like, well, that's a new term. Totally did it on purpose. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, was talking to Jason about this movie earlier, and. When everything comes to life and you need a medical supply, you know one of the one of the first holes that appears to me is that everything that once was alive has come back to life. How come the things with perfect teeth didn't come back to life? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Like the split dogs, even the butterflies um, that are that are pinned to the board in the back. Yeah. Around. But the uh, human skeletons with perfect teeth don't. And I guess you could argue, it's just like, well, they're just bones. How could they move around? But the first zombie you see pop out of the grave later on is nothing more than a skeleton with eyeballs and a little bit of muscle tissue. Hmm. Solid film. Solid. Solid. But but Mike's watched this so many times, he's rationalized why that is. I have, and here's my rationalization. Like, it's blatantly (laughs) obvious that that 
that Bert, uh, uh, James Karen's character, is a bullshitter. Like he's telling Tom Matthews these story, he tell, tells him the uh, Night of Living Dead story to kind of freak him out, and and he tells him the uh, the thing about the skeleton farm over in India. <clears throat> I say that the that that whole that whole um, speech he gives about the skeleton farm over in India was just to freak Freddy out. And that they aren't really real human skeletons. So boom. That must be it. Yeah, so take, with him. So take that. Inside joke. <laughs> okay, so here's here's some trivia for you guys. Uh, a quick uh, question. How many people in that car right there have appeared in in a Friday Thirteenth film, John? <laughs> um, I know at least one. Yeah, that's probably more than that, but I know definitely one. Which one? And that uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning, the one that played uh, um, oh, Reggie the Reckless. Yeah, his brother. Brother. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's actually two. Okay. Um, also, in Friday 13th Part 5, the guy with the axe, the guy that takes the axe and kills the... the, the oh, kid, yeah. Vic. Is suicide right oh, there with the gas okay. cans. The one driving okay. the car. Yeah. Okay. That was the same act. That's that's the same actor. Okay. I always thought that was interesting. <laughs> it's like weird that both those guys, not like either of those guys... Mm-hmm. Has a ton of movie credits. And they both <laughs> they both have appeared in two horror movies together. Yeah, same and the movies. and and the one that played Vic, he has since passed away too. So, yeah, I didn't meet him. <laughs> and ah. they're the one. I have to say this: the one with the jam box. That is John Philbin. <laughs> he played in 1984's <laughs> Children of the Corn, and that's the only Children of the Corn reference I will make during this commentary. Thank <laughs> you very okay. much. <laughs> You got Can we one talk in there. about how he called it a jam box? Yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah. How old are you, John? We <laughs> talked about this early. I know we did. What What would be everybody's term on the jam box? I might have said boom box. Yeah, said yeah boom box. box. Yeah. Jam box. I like that better. Yeah, I do too. Good. Boom <laughs> radio. <laughs> so, do you think the set designer put that um, wheel wheelchair? In the basement, just to establish that we're still in the medical supply warehouse. <laughs> Maybe. Could be. It's been a while. And I want to know where the tar man is hiding this whole time. Yeah. Underneath the stairs. Yeah, Mike. Have you seen this movie before? <laughs> Never even heard of it. <laughs> I like how these guys are sick and they're just like, fuck it, let's just oh, go back to work. Oh, he's not under the stairs, Jason. He's not under the stairs because he's, he's right puking there. under the stairs. Ha! So there's where's the car man? Stairs. Yeah, there's other stairs. Two sets of stairs with both of them having a weak, weak stair. Okay! <laughs> Have you watched this a hundred times, you think? Oh, probably at least, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could just do—I could just do this whole commentary by reciting the lines from the movie, along with them. We know, you do it all the time. Fun party trick. 
How much? How much money did Lysol donate to the <laughs> budget of the movie? It's product placement there. You know, I didn't like this guy as a Tommy Jarvis, though. In really, yeah, I liked him better than the guy from Five. Oh, I don't know. I like how reserved the guy is from Five. That's that's how Tommy Jarvis would really be. I guess I get that. I just I guess I just have a boner for Tommy. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually. And it barks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is just hilarious and disturbing all at the same time. The yelps of the dog when they're hitting it with the. Um. But anyway, Friday Thirteenth films. I saw I actually saw Part Six before I saw Five, so Matthews was always Tommy Jarvis for ah. me first anyway. So. Mm. It's always Corey Feldman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, there's the butterflies. Mm. <laughs> Such freakers outers is so great. <laughs> just, oh yeah, their performances in this man, are just amazing. Watch <laughs> your tongue, boy, if you like this job. Like this job. Does that eye chart like spell out something? Yeah, it says Bert is a slave driver. Uh, and then the fine the underneath that I don't know what it, I can't read what it says. Who's got the Blu-ray version? <laughs> <laughs> call the boss. We're gonna call the boss. Bruce Springsteen. Yep. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so there's the, that the little bit of dialogue there just a second ago. Watch your tongue, boy, if you like this job. And Tom Matthews is like, like this job! It's same word-for-word word delivery read and everything in that they do in part two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, who's that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I know who that is. Upcoming, my two favorite reasons I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope people are like listening to this podcast commentary while they're doing their Black Friday shopping. <laughs> Can you just imagine driving from store to store, listening to people watching Linnea Quigley do this on screen? <laughs> like that's just a... <laughs> trying to explain that to someone. <laughs> Somebody getting a wreck. Yeah, this podcast is revolutionary. Yes. Wow. <laughs> What's that, Linnea? What? As oh, oh! You think that was in the script, or was that ad libbed? What? Which? Which line? Uh, no, just what she's doing. I mean, oh, stripping? Yeah. There's that uh, jam box. Look at that thing. Look at that jam box. Um, oh, there's the jam no, box. It's, it was definitely in the. <laughs> We're not letting you lift that down. <laughs> I'm jamming. So is Linnea. Look at that. The stripping was definitely in the script because. Because Linnea wasn't even the first actress to be casted in the part. And I think... I, well, I think either she had a problem with the nudity or she got sick right before filming. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at that butt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that butt. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> look at that Barbie doll front of hers. 
I don't know, it just always amazes me. They felt the need to you know, cover up her hoo-ha when her boobs are flapping and her butt shaking. God forbid we uh, see all the goods. Now, those are different, Mike. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. It is 1985. So. It's okay. There was redemption with that, if you're into that, in uh, Night of the Demons, right? Do you see hoo-ha in Night of the Demons? I thought so. Mike. I can't yeah. remember. I need to watch again. Let's do Night of the Demons instead. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> now, Mike, you was talking earlier about about like how Tom Matthews they had the same line in Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Why yeah. did they Why did they have them return for that? Was it? I mean, uh, basically, just you know, since they were you know trying to go even more comedy with the second movie, and so I think they just they casted them and literally them pretty much the same parts as just part of the joke I guess because there's the great mm. line in part two where Tom Matthews is like I have this weird feeling that we've been through this before you oh. <laughs> me them yeah. <laughs> yeah that is that is weird <laughs> <laughs> he freaks out so awesome. Who, James Karen? Yeah. Yeah, his he's just, he's just so off the charts. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Uh oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I love how brave um um uh clue is there mm -hmm. hiding towards the back. He's like, You guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that butt. <laughs> 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 he's just like in agony the entire time having to do this <laughs> oh jeez oh jeez whop <laughs> and that's when the movie's different right there yep yep You're, everyone's I like what the fuck <laughs> We're on a different ride now. <laughs> the sound design in this movie I've always really enjoyed too because I love the touches of, again, with this dog and you hearing it yelp when you're hitting it. But this moment oh. here, this made me cringe. It wasn't so much the sawing, but if you listen to the gurgling of the of the corpse as that saw's going through the voice box. Oh, oh. Oh, sick. Just wrong. <laughs> they got a headless naked man terrorizing you. See, I don't know why I thought this movie was so scary back in the day, but this is total Three Stooges stuff right here. <laughs> Good tackle. Just imagine the reality, Mike. Imagine the reality of trying to tackle a naked green man and chopping his head off. With James Karen screaming his fucking head off. Yeah. That time. <laughs> Well, it ain't working now, Frank. <laughs> How would you kill these zombies, though, really? I mean, we learn what happens when you burn them up. 
that was that's the thing that I I would just ponder for days after watching this movie. It's like, how could you survive these zombies? You're just Breaking Bad acid bath them, maybe. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> acid to be the only thing, yeah, but but what? And then you well, dump it, and then that goes into yeah. Or what about the fumes from everything burning up in the acid? Like, now nah, you put the lid on that shit. Uh, Never gotcha. open it up again. It looks like that's what they did, you know, in the basement. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those are the definitely the things I would I would think about after watching this movie. It's like, <laughs> how could you really get away from these? I gotta be ready up? just in case, you know. You know, and another thing though, I had a realization about this about this movie. Um, like literally, not even that long ago, maybe like over the past couple years, is that. Because I always thought it was kind of a hole, too. Is like, how can you have your zombies crave brains when you when um, you need the brain to become a zombie, blah, blah, blah. But you notice that nobody that gets bit in this movie turned into zombies. Huh. The only two living people that turn into zombies are of James Karen and Tom Matthews, who... That's only because they snorted up the fumes in the basement. Oh, wait a minute. I take that back. Linnea does turn into a zombie, doesn't she? Yep. That's a badass shot. Whoa, what? (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Linnea Quigley, guy. I'm sure he's fighting it. He's fighting it right now on the inside. <laughs> oh, Beverly. But couldn't it, couldn't it also be said though that maybe she turned into a zombie because because she was in that acid rain? Like she soaked up some of the tracks and the yeah. actual zombie bites. Because again, no one else turns into a zombie after being bitten, other than her. Yeah. And there's Don Calfa. Those are <laughs> Have some you guys qual- seen Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> yes. Nice. Those are some quality <laughs> headphones there. That's how they used to make them, Mike. Those were the Dre Beats back then. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that thing in his pocket that he's listening to, kids, is what is called a Walkman. <laughs> or a miniature jam box. Right. <laughs> Mini jam box. <laughs> Mini jam box. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> it's pick on John commentary. <laughs> I don't know one of the great and what I just love about all the all the jokes and bad puns and, and and in this movie is that it's it's a it's subtle. It's not like it's not like with the you need a medical supply sign that Somebody in the movie says, you need a 40 or 50 times just to drill at home. They show you the sign, they move on. They let the audience get it on their own if they want to. But Don Calfa's character, Ernie Coulternbrunner, is probably one of the more subtle jokes in this whole movie, I think. And there's been speculation over the years, his character is, is a Nazi in hiding. You know, his last name is German. Uh, he was listening to some like German march music in his Walkman, and when you see his gun later, it's a German Luger pistol. 
Yeah, they just showed it. And why is he carrying a gun? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, the whole... And I think somewhere in his office here somewhere, there's, like, pictures of, like, uh, like... Like a like Nazi generals or something like that, but again, it's like nothing they focus on, and nothing they point out. But then the biggest joke of the whole thing is like, and it's a very sick joke, mind you. But who's the guy in charge of the crematorium? Okay, all right. <laughs> it's, it's true though. That's that's the punchline of the whole thing. Sick joke. And then I also like the fact that these two guys who have been friends for years, their names are Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also the movie that taught me that, you know, when you die, the blood pools up and that's what rigor mortis is. So you learned something with this movie, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost 99% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first see this movie? Who are you talking to? Anybody? Yeah, I guess. Let's go around. John? <laughs> oh, probably, probably the first time I seen it was when it I don't know what year it was, but it bid probably when it was on Showtime or HBO. When you were a little John? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> little John. Terry, what about you? Uh, a few months ago, actually. Right now. And Dustin, you already said, right? You said you watched it when you first watched it when you were young. Yeah, probably a little too young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I was, I was, uh, I was in my early teens, just right at the cusp of discovering horror and getting way into it. Jason, what about you? In the theater? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> no, I about shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was 10, and it was great. Too early. No, I don't remember. Young. I don't remember. So, but, so, but, <laughs> so, if, if this is like, like, so, <laughs> like, I know this is like one of your favorite, Mike, one of your favorite yes. movies of all time. Okay. That's a that's an understood fact. But now you have said that growing up you were scared of it like and didn't realize that it was a comedy sorta. Yeah. Like when or was it was it your favoriteest movie of all time while it was scary or did once you realized it was a comedy then you're like oh shit this is this is it i think i think uh after i realized that it was a comedy because i still think to this day that the comedy is far more subtle than i mean compared to part two for crying out loud like yeah. part two is just it, it's over the top and it? it's I mean, over just... the top in the comedy and i've always used 
Return of the Living Dead Part 2 as, well, both 1 and 2, as examples of what, what makes a horror comedy good and what makes a horror comedy bad. This guy not having sideburns is just awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, now that you said it, I can't stop looking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because a lot of there was a lot of jokes in the second movie that were at the expense of the zombies, where the zombies had a lot of jokes, you know. When they're crawling out of the graves, you know, one steps on another one's head, another one falls into an empty grave, you know, silly stuff like that. You know, when they're attacking the kids and and uh, the aerobicized TV, the, the uh, uh, on the TV, the aerobicized video pops on and all the zombies stop and just watch TV. You know, dumb jokes like that at the expense of the zombies. In this movie, the zombies, it's like the characters act in ridiculous funny manners to it, but still, they're playing it serious. Um, and then, uh, and then there's just a, I, th I just think the humor is more subtle in this. Again, th there's all these jokes, and there's tons and tons of jokes in, in this movie where you have to watch several times to, to catch them. And that's definitely one thing I appreciate. Yep. <laughs> See, the, the shots like shots like this is or, is with some of the stuff I thought I found really creepy. You know, with the score and just those like those huge crane shots where it just really shows her all alone. What's that girl doing hanging out with those punks anyway? She doesn't really seem like a punk. Yeah, she doesn't. Which I always thought was weird too, like the her with that crowd. I also love, always enjoyed the, um, just the overall look and design of this movie. Uh, it has kind of, it kind of really have always, I thought it had kind of a comic book look and feel to it, um, especially like classic horror EC comics. And then when I got the DVD, I had learned that, um, like, uh, all the concept art was done by William Stout, who uh, all of his art really kind of looks, um, is, is in that comic book EC horror style uh, design. There's a lot of really, just in the book here, there's a lot of really awesome original art uh, in here by him. Growing, growing up, I had the I had the video store one sheet poster to this movie, and Aww. I ended up I ended Aww. up giving it away, and I am I kick myself for that. <laughs> uh, I want to kick you too. Oh gosh, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I found a page in this book where it's got like some of the some of the drawings of uh, of some just some different zombie designs. Um, and he named them all. There's one called Boggy. There's one called Specs because he's wearing glasses. There's one called Reb because he's dressed like a Civil War rebel. Uh, there's one called Beardo because he's got a sweet-ass beard. 
One's called Jaws because he's missing his lower jaw. And there's one that's literally called EC as a nod to EC Comics. So. Mm. Foreshadow. Huh? When he said, I can operate that goddamn thing, just saying, oh. that's foreshadow. What's in those bags making a move, Mike? Oh, shit. I knew that at one time. Yeah, that's a good question. God dang it. I actually used to know that, and I can't remember now. Uh, the arms and legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Body parts of the reanimated dead. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. The world is fucked. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love the music in this movie. The score. Mm-hmm. All the punk rock songs. This is probably I have the soundtrack to this, and this is one of my favorite movies. Give soundtracks me this one, too. Oh, okay. Well, actually, it has one track on it that's like s- score music, but the rest of it's all the um, all the different punk bands, like the Cramps and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hmm. So if you start a fire, guys, it makes it rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that mud's getting wet. <laughs> oh, soggy butt. <laughs> That's all right. Oh darn, she dropped oh. her. That's too bad. <laughs> I love how she finds wet article clothing. It gets caught on a tree, and she like just leaves it. Fuck it. But it looked like it was an accident, and oh, probably. It yeah. really does. And they're like, "Damn it, that's my favorite take." And now you have to do the rest of the movie. In just those leggings. <laughs> Resurrection Cemetery. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, then there's the logic behind acid rain, how it'll eat through some things and not other things. Uh Just poison. See, and that's the thing, like, is because she's naked, is she soak up more of the trioxin than anyone else, and that's why she turns into a zombie? That's a badass shot. Which one, the, uh... Push in on the... On the crematorium? Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, when he's looking out the window, what did he say right there? It's coming down like, what? I've watched this movie a thousand times, and that's the one bit of dialogue I've never understood. Hmm. Well, none of us can go back and fucking check. No, now. let's do that. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Not necessarily true. From what I understand, they often have to bring the ashes out and put them into a grinder and yep. grind the remaining bones. Like teeth. Yep. Ugh. Quit poking holes in this movie, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just stating his crematorium facts. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> they should go to the hospital. Just go. <laughs> They're just now telling him this now. Like, <laughs> I mean, that room right there is like the trifecta kings of like character actors, man. James Cairn, Don Calfa, and um, and Clue Gallagher. Like how, like Tim Matthews is relatively new actor on the scene there. How intimidating could it, should it have been? Would it would it have been for him to like be acting against these guys, <laughs> and then trying to and then trying to keep up with James Karen's performance? Mm-hmm. He's maybe lucked out because he's playing the dumb guy. So I searched for what he said real quick since you were asking, <laughs> yeah. and it's something in German. Like it's supposed to be a Nazi. Oh, reference, so ah. there's another one for you. Awesome. Nazi reference. That's why you couldn't understand it, Mike. That makes sense. I love his jumpsuit, too. It's like 30 years of him freaking out about what he said. He just had to look it up. Yeah, I typed it, heard of the living dead, it's coming down like, and then it told me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, what does he say in German? I'm not going to say it. I don't know how to read it. Well, just translate it. Translate it. Take it one step further, Terry. Oh. Well, I already closed out. Oh, that's why they have uh, (laughs) open recently closed tabs. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Well, it's set. Hold on. I got to find it again. I've always been curious, too, on what the choice was to make Don Kalfa's hair white in this movie. I think it's supposed to be blonde like Aryan is what I was assuming after you were talking about. Oh, oh okay. Uh. Well, it says, according to Don Kalfa, he says it's raining like cats and dogs in German. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there's some other interpretations of it, like something about a soldier or coming down like a drunken soldier or... I don't know. He hmm. claims it said he said cats and dogs, but other people think he said something else. I don't know. No one knows. Short one jam box. I'm sorry, musical conducting apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I should have asked him what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Get, Jason, you should have. Yeah, just keep sneaking those things in oh, there, Jason. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> She's wearing a candy necklace. She is. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> For what, Jason? I like those pants. I want now, some. Now I want to wear pants. <laughs> Lies. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that lie is true. Taste it. (laughs) There's where he was hiding, Mike. (laughs) Got the old Jaws push right there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit, fuck. 
See, he wasn't under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was when those guys no. went up. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, hey, Tar Man. <laughs> I like that his teeth are super white, though. <laughs> it's from that farm in India. Yeah. He's a 2 AFPT. Oh, my God. So scary. <laughs> was, was Tar Man there at the reunion, too, Jason? Yep. Like, really, how skinny is that guy? Um, really skinny. Because he looks like he is a skeleton with just, like, gooey muscle tissue attached. Yeah. And his movement in it is awesome, too. <laughs> yeah, there's some intelligence there for being wrapped up in a canister for a long time. Mm-hmm. Makes it scarier. Get her. Yeah, that they're smart? Hell yeah, it does. Smarter. Yeah. Oh, who gave her a goddamn towel? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta cover up her jam box. Right. Ooh, I like that. That's still hanging out. Oh, oh, is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> That's what I'm calling it now. That's awesome. Ow, ow. You're Yum. done. That kind of looked like Braunschweiger oh, or ew. something that he was biting into. I'll do it. Throw a paint can at him. <laughs> oh, he's pissed now. More brains. <laughs> oh, oh, darn. Oh, yep. <laughs> she lost her towel. <laughs> Another butt oh. shot. Oh. <laughs> Stupid fuckers. <laughs> so the back of Tom J Matthews' jacket says, fuck you. Off the jacket. Yeah, it does. And I can't remember where I heard this, and I'm probably remembering it wrong. But they also had another jacket that said something else, and they would shoot alternate takes of certain scenes in case the movie ever played on basic cable. Oh. Or uh, on network television, I guess, not basic cable. But how in the hell would this movie ever play on television? You would have to literally cut all of the shots of Linnea Quigley out of this movie. Yeah, that's, that's how I first saw it, was on TV. Really? Yeah, it was on. I saw on like a broken record, but I on USA. How did they? How did they cut around all the Nanea quickly stuff? It's it's. It, I remember it being very choppy, and I remember it being something that like, uh, even at a young age, I could tell that stuff was being cut out, especially mm. when the uh, green guy comes out of the closet. <laughs> like it's you know, like you were talking about the uh, the sound mixing on that. Uh, but during that sequence on cable TV, it's just like, like, it's just like all over the board because they're just cutting the butt out and then the, they're cutting the head stuff out. And it was just, I remember being really weird. And I remember when I finally got to see this unedited, which was like several years later, it really, really blew my mind. Like, like what, what they were already showing. Pretty crazy. Huh. Is that the real Jason Voorhees? 
He was the paramedic, right, in five? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Or is that Lou Ferrigno? I think it's Lou Ferrigno. Okay. And the sweet beard. So you could get away with Linnea Quigley right there, because it's just kind of at the side, slightly covered, but you don't see the uh, boob. You can see, you can see some nip there. What? You can? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it now. Man, get now. some glasses. <laughs> well, I am I have the screen split between Skype and the movie, so... You gotta be looking for it. <laughs> Which he spent years of his life looking for it. There, there are <laughs> 17,837 frames of this movie where you see her nipple. <laughs> um, well, and then going back to you need a medical supply, if you look closely, there are, like, nudie magazine pictures all over the place on the walls of there. So, yeah. still, though, how did this movie ever play cable or play on television? So that's a real skeleton there. Yes, I'd like to party. He's still got some muscle. A little bit. Linnea, run! It's party time! Do you want to party? Okay, we're not synced up. It's party time! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is this song on the soundtrack? Yeah. Good. I need it. You need a Return Living Dead soundtrack? Yeah. No, no. That's what she, that's what she wanted, right? <laughs> right. But then how is there, how is she not have any bite marks later? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe maybe they weren't biting her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, maybe they crave more than just brains. <laughs> little reverse necrophilia action going on what what Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's comforting him <laughs> we're finally friends <laughs> was anyone ever on PCP? Or is that just... Yeah, what the hell was PCP? We need dead people screaming. What do you mean, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Brains, brains. Mm-hmm. First movie, first movie ever. To scream for brains. <laughs> Christ That's Jesus.
you wanna party? Oh, cool shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. Again, extremely creepy. Turn on the lights and there's like a horde of zombies just watching you. Oh, fuck. Mud monsters. <laughs> <laughs> So in the book here is a quote from from Clue, where he says, "Linnea and I thought alike. She didn't give a shit about anything except the performance of the character. She was playing a punk. Punks don't care about anything. They just do what they feel like doing." I think I'm a punk. You are a punk. Thanks. Who the fuck's the phone? Yeah, that girl there, I forgot her name. Um. Uh. Oh, shit. I don't remember either now. I'm just saying, uh, when Lene was at Halloween Palooza, Dustin was kind of. And it was weird to have, like, uh. naked pictures out to be signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that girl had, like, 90% of her photos that were out were naked pictures. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. what really, else is she in? Really awkward. I don't even know. I don't know if they were just home photographs or what, but they were. <laughs> <laughs> she was a sweetheart, though. <laughs> a little funny. shots yeah. just to print off and take to convention. Yep. <laughs> I need to start doing that. No, John. No. <laughs> Please. Oh, if you can make just some money, go, go the for celebrities it. celebrities and ask them to sign your naked pictures for you. Of you? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Ju- Julie Shepard. Oh, yeah. Ew. 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 Yeah, ju- I'm sorry. Jewel Shepard. Jewel Shepard is her name. Oh, now that's fucking creepy. Whoa. What? <laughs> 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 There's fucking midgets out there. Well, everybody's just like kind of embracing Is each other. People... And... <laughs> the middle of a group hug, interrupted by Ernie. Is that just a giant safety pin on that guy's back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. Okay. It's punks, man. <laughs> yeah. punks. But it's just like a s- single one. Like, mm-hmm. hang, I don't get it. Punks, and it's, Terry. It's huge. It's like not a normal sized safety pin. Everything's fucked. So many bullets in that gun. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> did he reload? <laughs> it's a German gear. <laughs> I'm just proud because I know the name of a gun. <laughs> Got the cramps now. 
Uh, I mean the 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 group. And I'm not actually feeling. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. that. One of my favorite punk bands of all time. This does have some great music on it. Mm-hmm. Windows in the temple. The pews. Use the pews. You're breaking our plastic stained glass. Stop it. <laughs> Ew. That's really gross. Uh-oh. This is Benjamin Cumberbatch. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Now they talk. That's fucked. They got that place boarded up pretty quick. Talking. <laughs> Nobody can hear what we're hearing. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, do you not like any of the remakes, Mike? Grave to the Grave, I hear, is pretty awesome. <laughs> you mean, you mean four and five? Yeah. Um, I've only seen Grave. I never saw uh, what's Necropolis or something. Necropolis, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Grave the Grave is bad because there's well, first of all, you can shoot a zombie in the head in that one and kill it. So it's like they don't even pay attention to anything that came before. But at the same time, there were zombies that you, you shot them in the chest and they'd fall and die. And other times you'd shoot you like shoot a zombie all over the place, and it would be just fine. It was just so inconsistent, everything, you know. And every time I go to sit down and watch, like, a zombie movie, I think to myself, it's like, it's a zombie movie. How can you really fuck it up? But, like, that one is... That one is bad. Gross. Ew. Yeah, very awesome. It's pooling. Mm-hmm. And it's what's and again like, granted a lot. There's a lot of things that logically don't make sense with these zombies, but I just these details of like the pooling blood and rigor mortis talk and all that stuff. That's something that's never addressed in zombies at all. Like obviously the blood's not pumping if you are a zombie. So you know. And nobody's ever addressed it before. Nobody's really ever addressed it since. That's why you'd think they would be slow-moving zombies for rigor mortis reasons. Yeah.
Good, more pyramids. I like this sequence. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Hey, hey, yeah. No fuck. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Took that one. <laughs> Tackled him. It is cool because that whole shot is like just through that little window. They don't yeah. ever cut mm -hmm. into it. See it from their point of view. Yeah. You know, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, make sure you have the boards, but fuck the nails. Get screws. Gotta have screws. Yeah. Gotta, screw. Gotta have a power screwdriver. And then you're fine. Because they can push those nails right out. This guy is trying to fight off Callista Flockhart. Oh. <laughs> oh. I thought it was Kate Moss. <laughs> Some good blood, though. I, I love how... How she doesn't have a lot of meat on her, you know. She's basically a skeleton with a, with a little bit of muscle, but she was still strong enough to pull him all the way out through the door. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we don't know what that toxin does. That's what I'm saying. Well, they obviously have to have some bit a bit stronger than normal human strength because they had to crawl out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. they had to through break their through, their, mm -hmm. through their casket. And don't they put like a layer of concrete over top of a casket when they bury when they, they do now, yes. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean I don't know if that was true back in nineteen eighty five, but yeah. Yeah, so he should be coming back to life. Oh wait, he doesn't. Exactly. Like nobody but Linnea comes back comes back as a zombie in this movie. See, this is this is just amazing. I mean, the effects in this movie are awesome. The makeups and the blood and the puppetry of this of this creature. I love how the 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 spine sways back and forth like a tail. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Don Kalfa is so sweaty. <laughs> yes. It's unprecedented too, yeah. He's leaking some spinal fluid there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, that's just a little tiny detail there, but it's just awesome. <laughs> Crazy. Her fingers are, like, unhuman, though. They're way too long. Yeah, they're a little bit long. Well, those are her fingernails, because your fingernails grow, continue to grow after uh, you're dead. <laughs> the details! <laughs> <laughs> Uh. All right, going to the book. All right, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I 
how did uh, Reggie the Reckless Senior, or whatever you want to call him, I don't know his real name, but how did he not be in more films? Like, I, I really only seen him in this and in Friday the 13th. I he did more stuff um, when he was older. Um, there she okay, is. I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna pull up IMDb here because uh, I can't remember anything else that he's been in. But he was in. <laughs> did you ever see the two Scooby Doo movies, Dustin? Um, like the live action. The live action Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen them. Okay, the second one was it the second one that took place on? Wait, no, it was the first one that took place. On the island, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So the voodoo, the the African American voodoo guy with the chickens. You remember that character? No. <laughs> All right. Well, that was him. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting that. Uh, <laughs> In, in the Scooby-Doo movies, I think the guy who plays Leatherface in the remakes plays a character in the background of those movies. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's got 101 acting credits. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find other stuff. that It's a lot of stuff I've never heard of either, though. Um... Done quite a bit of TV, it looks like. He was in Black Dynamite. Oh. That is an excellent movie. <laughs> See, it seems like he's done a lot more in the past couple decades than he did in the uh, in like the 80s and 90s. See, he was in The Nutty Professor 2. He's been in several like really bad Eddie Murphy movies. He was in Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in Space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he played a character by the name of Styx in that one. Mm-hmm. He was also in Ernest Slams or Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> What's his character in- name in this? Spider. Okay. And then in, let me find, and then he's it got was, a weird name. It's Demon it's, in Friday yeah, 13 Demon. Part 5, yeah. Yeah. Give us more yeah. trivia, Mike. He was in Action Jackson. He must he must know Eddie Murphy, because he was in Harlem Nights. He was in um, Night Professor 2. He was in um, Dave. He was in... Life, wait, uh, yeah, Life, uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash. He's done a lot of Eddie Murphy movies. And the, uh, you've noticed I've not said the actor's name. Miguel A. Nunez. Nunez. Okay. He's another actor I've always really liked, but basically just because of two movies. Um, 
this and Friday the 13th Part 5. I could sing the song he sings what? in the sh in the shitter in that. <laughs> baby, baby. Baby, baby. Yeah, I just, I just curious to say, ooh, baby, baby, ooh, ooh baby. baby. <laughs> I watched that movie so much when I was a little kid. I went to the bathroom one time, and I was doing that in the bathroom, and my mom was like, "What are you doing in there?" And you're like, "I don't even know. Why am I doing yeah. this? Just doing what I see." <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wow, according to IMDb, I mentioned earlier that the two guys, their name are Bert and Ernie. It says here, uh, two heroes of the movie are names Bert and Ernie. Obviously an iconic reference to the popular Sesame Street characters, right? Wrong. Turns out Dan O'Bannon didn't, uh, didn't know he was using the names of the two beloved children's show puppets. Huh. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the zombie extras were paid more to eat real calf's brains in the film. Dan O'Bannon didn't want the actors to do anything he wasn't willing to do and ate some raw calf, calf brains first in front of them. Uh-huh. Ew. Hey, that's a delicacy to, in some places. Okay, here it is. This is about the jacket. And you guys, and now that you know this, see if you could see it, see the back of his jacket. But on the back of Freddy's jacket, in the theater version, the words "fuck you" are displayed. After realizing that the sh the shot could not be used in case it was ever shown on TV, a second jacket was made saying "television version" and can be seen. What? That's that's awesome. That's to me, that's almost bull as much bullshit as the Burn and Ernie. You're worried about that fucking jacket, but you're not worried about Linnea Quigley and like all the exactly. shit she does. Exactly. Wait, guys, hold on. That Let's get another awesome. jacket. Fuck you, right there. Hmm. Well, the, uh, the well, there's a really good shot of the jacket there, I guess. I like but... the quote above the church door. Yeah. What did it say? Something about. Sleep from which no man wakes, or something. Okay, I found the trivia that says exactly what was on that eye test poster. Bert is a slave driver and a cheap son of a bitch who's going ba going bald too. Ha ha. <laughs> Whoa, double slap. <laughs> 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 Oh, you're gonna get it, bitch! I wonder how much fun it was for the voice actress who did that. Just like, brains, brains, brains! What are you talking about? This really happened. They ain't no actors in this shit. Oh, right. It's based on real events. Right. Okay, so that's obviously the moment where Ernie broke his ankle. I still don't get how that happened. He really broke his ankle? Well, no, his character now has a broken oh. ankle. That's why he doesn't leave with them. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it happens when they're putting that, that pew up against the doors there. And he just 
just kind of just acts like his ankle gets broken. Like, how did it actually snap his ankle? Aha! Uh -huh. uh -huh. Here you go. After the rabid weasels are brought into the resurrection funeral home and the tarp is removed, what is actually in the bags are those motorized toy monkeys that have symbols. Mm. Are oh, you nice. serious? Yeah. The symbols were removed for obvious reasons. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is such a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, in um, Collapse, Jason... What? Remember what um, what Ken used to rep in 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 our movie Collapse? Do you remember what Ken Gorell used in the bag to represent Bob's severed head moving around? I thought it was some toy or something. It was a power drill. Huh. A power drill with just like the trigger taped down, or yeah, I don't know how he got it to run on its own, but it had like one of, one of those like kind of like a a paint mixer end on it. Yeah. Huh. When shooting Trash's grave stone dance, she initially was completely naked and showed pubic hair as was more than in the early 80s. However, producer Graham Henderson visited the shoot that day and, according to himself and others, threw a fit, yelling at Dan O'Bannon that you can't show pubic hair on television. Dan sent Linnea away and had her completely shaved, which, coincidentally, Linnea herself found to be the most embarrassing part of the whole thing. Then they did another shoot to which Graham Henderson it out, oh god, it's even worse. You could see everything. At this <laughs> point, they sent Linnea Quigley over to Bill Moons and William Stout, where they made where they made a crotch piece resembling the bottom of, of a G-string and glued it on. According to Linnea, this was a bit of a problem since every time she had to go to the bathroom, they had to remove it. Because of this, there are no shots of Linnea with a completely naked crotch area. Huh. Well, how, who who would sh shave it? Do they have like a pubic hair shaving department <laughs> on a movie set? I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know. That's in the, the hair watch makeup. The credits. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't show pubic hair on too. television. Too aggressive. Too aggressive. <laughs> Boobs. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tom Matthews' performance in this part, you know, the foaming in the mouth and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. Tasmanian Devil and all over the place. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they sell his jacket. That'd be cool. Sold, <laughs> like a replica that jacket. Would be, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, wow, check this out, guys. The part of Bert was originally offered to Leslie Nielsen, who wanted too much mm. money. Then it was offered to Robert Weber, who hated the script. Then they tried Scott 
Brady, who was too sick and actually died a year later, they finally went with Clue right before the first day of filming. <laughs> Could you imagine Leslie Nielsen? Yes, I can. I know you can. <laughs> I think that'd be badass. This scene, when I first watched it too, always disturbed me as well because the whole thing, the whole time, I'm thinking he's gonna like feel this, all of this. Mm-hmm. He's gonna feel him burning all the way to ashes. Aww. Go that way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, Jason, here's the answer to your question why Jewel Shepard has a bunch of naked pictures on her table. Dan O'Bannon met her at a strip club where she was working as a stripper. He initially wanted her in the role of trash, trash, but she was at the time fed up with being naked. She then suggested to Dan O'Bannon that she could audition for the role of Casey, the party girl, since she liked the party. <laughs> I mean, who got doesn't, the right? part. Oh, this is awesome. Listen to this one. Linnea Quigley originally danced to the song Nasty Girl by Vanity during the filming of her mm. famous Cemetery Striptease. <laughs> Everybody remember that song? Yeah, that was from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not that I've seen it or anything, but... <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was during the, the bar scene where Eddie Murphy was in the bar with the with Judge Reinhold and the other guy, and the guy comes in with the big gun, and he he Eddie Murphy notices that the guy's got a bulge in his coat, and he's wearing a coat, and it's like in the middle of summer. And we've mentioned Eddie Murphy a lot during this podcast, <laughs> and Scooby Doo a little True. too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me or Kafa in this scene. Look like it could be like Bill Murray's relation. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could see that. When he was kind of grinding his teeth there, yeah, and his jaw little... was extended out. Yeah. A baseball battle, fix it. <laughs> Carmen. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's another interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's just that's that's just perfect. The bat did take care of it. Yep. <laughs> Some good continuity there. They got uh, Linnea's sheet that she got snagged on the side. She won't need that now. Nope. See, Suicide's still dead. It's a strange place for a phone. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead and use the phone down by the canisters with the dead people inside. I'm using this phone. 
Look at his pinky ring. <laughs> Bling. Isn't he? Isn't he gay? Isn't he like openly gay? Who? The guy they're they're showing there. Maybe I'm wrong. The guy that they're showing Clue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's. I have no idea. Um, he has a son. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not. At least a son. Because his son um, was the director of the Feast movies and uh, Piranha 3 Double D. Oh. Hey, I'm thinking of somebody else. John, John Gulliger. But he was in Nightmare 2, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. He played the... Maybe that's why you think he was gay. Yeah. He was <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, that movie just breathes a life all of its own. It's, <laughs> it's surrounded by that. Uh-huh. Oh, that's another line that was lifted from this movie and used in part two. When the little boy, the little boy calls the military, the phone number on the side of the tank, his last name is Wilson. So the operator on the other, other end of the line says the same thing. Hold on the li- hold on the line, Mr. Wilson. Your call is being transferred. Hmm. Now why lift that line? Wasn't in the budget. Cause shit went down. <laughs> I thought there was someone behind the bed, and now I realize that there's a mirror there. Yeah. Like I wish I had... her, her head moving. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought there was someone else there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had pajamas with my initials on them. I don't though. <laughs> 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 That's a note for John for his Christmas present. Okay. <laughs> We're all figuring out what we want for Christmas. <laughs> this Black Friday show is awesome. Oh, it says here that James Karen came up with the idea for his death scene for his character. So that's interesting. Terry, that's what a computer looked like. <laughs> that was some high tech shit right there. Hey, I, I use I've used a dot matrix printer before. Believe it Whoa. or not, it's hard to believe. Heck yeah! Some people still old, use them shits. Old grocery store I used to work at, we had a dot matrix, yeah. a dot matrix printer. <laughs> Same people that had jam boxes back in the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go so you guys need to remember that when we have um, our currently we dead trivia contest where did the movie take place oh really guys they just said we were talking while they said (laughs) Louisville Kentucky oh 
This is where it gets serious. <laughs> In the last five minutes, this is when the movie gets serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what comic book is he reading there, Mike? Um, it's issue number thirty-seven of. <laughs> <laughs> Are those beats? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooga! <laughs> Smell that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good freeze, right? Mm-hmm. Whoa. You're dead. <laughs> You're all messed up. I just reshingled my house. <laughs> <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> Leave it to the military. Oh no. <laughs> I thought I saw a flashback. <laughs> Wait a minute, this movie's almost over. Mm-hmm. It feels like it just started. <laughs> it's because you talked all the way through it. Oh, maybe because we're seeing the same footage we saw at the beginning of the film. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, though, this, is just, this did just fly by. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird to show scenes from the movie. Yeah, who does that, man? Who does like a best of clip during their closing credits? I think everyone who watched this and saw that it was weird did not do it. <laughs> I think we're going to do that on our next movie. Okay. We gotta have good moments in our movie then to show. <laughs> oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, life. A <laughs> hundred. Wow. Almost 30 years ago. Ugh. Well, that's Return of Living Dead, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Did it. Hairdresser, makeup assistant, would that be considered the pubic shaving hair department? Might have been. Might have been. I think that's in a category all its own. Oh. oh yeah, I'm, just keep I'm, looking. I'm that's, looking. That's the best boy. <laughs> or, or, one of, or he's one of the grips. <laughs> There it is. Oh, that's publicity. I read it wrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you got me all wound up. <laughs> 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 the 
That's awesome. It had the word in there. <laughs> should have seen how close my face was to that screen looking for that. And then all of a sudden he says, there it is. It's people. What? Yeah, publicity. It was right there. <laughs> there's, there's negative cutter. Uh, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> negative. I think it'd be positive cutter, maybe. Yeah, well. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, guys, grow up. <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> Ice without a face is another awesome song from this movie. That is, it's so great on the soundtrack because it just goes completely incoherent in the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Any last minute trivia's favorite parts? Oh, you know what my favorite part is? Huh. From the first five seconds to the last five seconds, the whole thing. <laughs> what a weird answer. I know. I, I tried something that didn't work out for me. <laughs> what about any of you guys' favorite moments? <clears throat> Yeah. Any anything with Linnea in it, for sure. Yeah. Trash. Would you say? I don't think you could say that though. I was going to ask. Do you think she stole this movie? But I don't really think so. There's uh, everybody has their moments. I think. I don't know. I think like James Karen and Tom Matthews really steal the movie. James Karen freaking else. out is one of my favorite parts. Oh yeah, my god! That's what yeah. I was going to say. When I first watched it, I was kind of put off by him. I was like, eh, maybe this Jesus. is too much. Yeah. But it was it was much more enjoyable this time for some reason. And could you now could you imagine though you get asked to come back for the sequel and then told to do the same thing you did the first time? Like he um, is just as over the top in the second one as he is in the first one. Maybe even a little bit more in some moments. I haven't seen any others, so I don't know. What? I just now saw this one, like, a few months ago. I haven't seen the rest of them. That's okay. You're okay. Okay. You're not missing a whole lot. What? I still like I liked the. One. Yeah, I like the second one. <laughs> actually, actually, and I think that's another reason why this movie had a, such an impact on me the first time I saw it, because I saw part two first. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. And then went back to the first movie, and, well, first of all, the whole time I'm thinking, there's no way everybody's going to die, because James right. Cairn and Tom Matthews show up in the, in the sequel. Oh, yeah. You know, they had to have lived, right? And, and then, like, um, now how much more lighthearted the second one is compared to the first one, like, the, and it really threw me off when I'm watching the first one. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much darker than that second one. And I actually love Part 3 a lot. Part 3 is really good, too. Really, they just they hold on to like a few of the, uh, the, f a few of the things that the series established, but is, is still pretty unrelated to the movies other than Trioxin and some of the rules. Yeah, Mindy Clark is so fucking hot and cool and does is so badass in it. I don't know. Yeah. Brian Dusna directed it. Yeah. And I love how they how they handled the the they really explored more of the pain than the hunger aspect of of the uh -huh. zombies winning brains, and how she copes with it. 
Mm-hmm. Just with all the piercings and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll stand up if I watched it again, but I re- I remember loving the shit out of it. Yeah. And the the first one had Lene in it, but who'd the second one have in it, Mike? <laughs> oh. Suzanne Snyder. Oh. <laughs> Be her negative cutter, wouldn't you, John? Yo. Can we can we watch the second one now? Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Sounds a little bit too ready there. Oh, you have no idea. I would like to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, you guys are picking on me again. Yeah. <laughs> it's all out of love. Yeah. All right. So Return of Living Dead. Yay. Thumbs up. Yay. Woo. Yay. I'm gonna wa- I want to watch it again, so you guys don't have to listen to you guys. I want to watch the movie this time. <laughs> yeah, listen to us, Mike, because we were the ones that were talking the whole time. Right. This guy's talking right. the whole fucking movie. I missed it all. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so that concludes this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Anybody else have anything they want to say before we wrap it up? Just have a safe, safe Black Friday. Please. Don't beat Please. people up. You know, yeah. stay home if you know. Don't go out there if you don't have to. Yep. And just remember, Cyber Monday is just right around the corner. That's right. Much safer, better deals. Yeah. <laughs> don't have to put on pants. Exactly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> John's in. I'm all for that. All right, everybody. So thanks for listening. Thanks everybody out there for the suggestions. Um, this this uh, month of November. Wait, no, wait. Okay, I'm forgetting the dates of the... That's uh, again. Never mind. Um, we, we, may be, we may be back uh, with the next episode, which will be in December, uh, with another commentary episode. So stay tuned for that. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the commentary, the Attack of the Killer podcast commentary track for Return of the Living Dead. And everybody uh, have a good holiday season. See you later. Do you want a party? It's party time. Do you want a party? It's party time. Do you want a party? Oh no, could this be the end of? Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast.